really have to figure out a way to profit from the beginning, charge profitable prices from the beginning, really knowing your numbers will actually give you the confidence to charge what you're worth. Hi, I'm Melanie Barr. Welcome to the She Built It Experience with Melanie. Join me as I talk to women who have successfully built it, a career and business that they love. We dive into the topic of how they built it and talk about everything from having the courage to make career leaps to the details of how to lead effectively, create successful teams, implement strategies for growth, and infuse tech innovation. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. So let's dive in. Welcome back to the She Built It podcast. Thank you for joining us, Jane. You are an award-winning photographer, CEO of Pixello, and an advocate for helping creative professionals thrive in the photography industry. Tell us what led you to launch your business and share with us what you do at Pixello. There's a lot of things that led me to the launch of Pixello. So I've been a professional photographer for 14 years. And prior to that, I worked in Ogilvy for advertising. And so I I've seen a lot of changes within the photography space and it's great. People can have a camera and a Facebook page, but not necessarily the business education or like how to price yourself. I've been mentoring photographers for a long time on pricing and running your business and how to effectively brand your business. It was a one-on-one type of business. I just saw the need in the industry for a platform that really was geared towards helping photographers price themselves, helping them upsell in terms of the number of digital images. And so that led me to create a platform that's called Pixello, which is a subscription for professional photographers to run their business, as well as it's an education platform as well. So a bit of an all-in-one. <laughs> nice. I love that. So if I'm a photographer, can you walk me through how Pixello can help We see a lot of people emailing people and then using Venmo or everything is very piecemeal or even sending their images via Dropbox. So what we've done is used a CRM where you can get leads from your website, you can send emails, you can send follow-up emails when they don't respond to you really easily. And then you can send booking proposals, which is questionnaires, contracts, take retainers, accept payments. And we also then have places where your clients can actually book you if you have a session on your website and you're like, hey, I do headshots on Fridays and your clients can go in and book directly through you. And then after the shoot, we have gorgeous galleries for your clients, for photographers' clients where they can download the images, but they also can buy professional albums, greeting cards, wall art, lots of different things, prints rather than having to go download the images and then figure out where they have to print them. It's all in one. And our platform, we built it so it can be used on your phone, on your iPad, or on your desktop. So photographers are really busy. They're trying to juggle many things, like all entrepreneurs are, but having something that they can send a contract on their phone while they're waiting for their next client outdoors or waiting for your kid to put on their shoes. You can do a lot actually during that time. But yeah, we just wanted to make it bring the technology a little bit more to what photographers need nowadays. And that's great. And I would think for clients too, because we've all had the experience of having our photos taken. And then maybe a year later, you think, oh, I want to find 
those photos. And then you go back and think, oh, do I still have access to the Dropbox? And I think we've all been through that. And it's so great that you help with the time management part of it. I was waiting for my son to finish baseball practice yesterday. And I did things on ChatGPT and Google Docs. And I did so much in 20 minutes. And I thought anything that can help a busy entrepreneur get things done quickly is so helpful. Yeah. And there there are other gallery softwares that photographers can use, but they often, they expire them because there's a limit on them, whereas ours are unlimited. And the reason why is clients want to go back and download the images or order more prints. I've had clients come back five years later and order a print from me. We want to be able to set it up in such a way that photographers are able to make more money or we have automated emails so they can send them a reminder nine months after their shoot and being like, hey, it's time for your next family photo shoot. So you don't have to get to the next person or the next photographer and you forgot who that person was because they sent it to you via Dropbox and you don't have their email. So really trying to improve the client experience as well as well as make more money for photographers. Yeah. And I love that you say that too, because so often we get beautiful prints and then we think, okay, what was that thing I saw on Instagram where I can order the print and how do I find that and where do I order from? And it's great that it's all in one. Yeah. I've been primarily a newborn photographer. And one of the things that I always hear is, oh, I still haven't got my wedding album back from my photographer. And that is because it's a very time-consuming job for picking images and people tend to give up. It's great. These albums are amazing. But for the mom that wants an album of her family, the options are to download the images and then get not great quality. But this allows our clients to actually order the professional level album that they want without downloading, uploading, and they can just order the album that way and no back and forth with the photographer and it taking five years, they can just do it on their own. Again, all to save people's time. Love that. And as a working twin mom, I so appreciate that. I can't wait to take a look after because I have some family photos that I have not printed yet. We are all thinking about setting ourselves up for success in 2024. How do you keep an abundance mindset? And why do you think it's essential for all business owners? abundance mindset is so key for everybody and I'd actually done a lot of work on my abundance mindset I think I'd taken a course a few years ago and in our area I noticed there's a lot of photographers starting out I started getting a little bit of a negative mindset and then I realized wait I actually only need x amount of clients to run my business, hypothetically. I need 100 families a year. 60 of those are repeats. But if I'm new, let's say I'm a new photographer, I need 100 clients. I look around, mine are families. What I did was try to find the statistics of how many kids were in the school district in my area. It was like 5,500. And I was like, okay. And then I went to the other towns around me. Let's do a half hour radius. I was like, there are a lot of families out there. Same thing with weddings. People are like, oh, there's not many weddings. How many weddings are there in your county in one year? And how many can you realistically shoot? 25? Let's just say. So then what that does is it's like you are looking at 
all of the families and then saying, I actually only need 40. You definitely have to have an abundance mindset for any sort of business. But I think the abundance has to be tied into actually a bit of a reality check of what you actually need. So you have to say, oh, yeah, I see all these families, but I need all 5,500. No, you don't. Run your numbers, figure out how many clients you need to actually make your business. And then are people repeat clients? Are people coming back each year? Are they new? What is your attrition rate? And you'll then figure out, okay, I've got these clients. How can I keep them? And that actually is so much easier to do than trying to find new clients. So the abundance mindset is very key in running a business. And I love how specific you drill down into your business, like looking at the area and there are 5,500 families. That doesn't put you in an abundance mindset towards what it is you do. I don't know what would. And you made it very specific to what you're doing, not just, oh, there's a lot of families around that need photography. You looked at a specific area and that sets your mind on a path too. Yeah. And from there, what you can do is with the abundance mindset of, okay, there's 50,000 families within a half an hour radius of me. Um, My ideal client is a working mom and she has more than one kid and she's busy. How old is she? Name her and everything. And then you can be like, okay, there's 5,000 of that. How can I get to those 40 clients that I need of that? And then you start looking around. I named mine Jessica. (laughs) Because I looked at the number one most popular name within that age. And then I write Jessica. And I'm not joking. I think within the first month, I think I got five Jessicas. And if I, um, but then also, what are the other popular names? And start seeing what people are spending. I was trying to bring myself out of a competitive place, race to the bottom. Mine was significantly more. And I was like, okay, people are spending $1,000 on a camp a week for their kid. But when they have a nanny or when they have this, I'm much more valuable to people that value photography that have a business than a camp. So I think that it's just really reframing it. And as we're building out Pixello, we do have a lot of coaching and mastermind and all that stuff. And we're really trying to say that we get a lot of people, no one's in my area, no one's going to pay for this. That's why I get very granular is you don't actually need every single person in your area to pay that amount. You just need your number of clients. So true. Speaking of abundance and raising prices, how do you suggest business owners price to profit and have the confidence to raise their prices? That is a massive topic in itself. And for photographers, it's very difficult because you have a product and you're a service-based business. Your end product is your albums, your prints, or your digitals, and then your service is the photo shoot. A home organizer might come into your home and give you an hourly rate. They have a lot less work behind the scenes than a photographer. For example, a photographer, we've done a ton of time-based studies because we have a profit calculator on our platform is for every one hour of a photo shoot, there's 12 hours to 13 hours of back-end work, including running your business, editing and everything. So you have to really drill down of like, how long is it going to take me to do per client? And then outline all of the costs that you will have and then go from there. And then you can do a per client. And one of the things that really have to figure out a way to 
profit from the beginning. Charge profitable prices from the beginning. If you are new, you can discount. I do not like people doing things for free, say photography. You've got a great portfolio, but you shouldn't be shooting for free. You can be like, hey, I usually charge $750, but I need to go to this location for my website. And so I'll give it to you for 50% off. That's where your clients know the value of what you're getting. No one really knows what goes into running a business. The average restaurant profits 5%. Okay, so when you're going and complaining about your dollar burrito and making five cents from it, really knowing your numbers will actually give you the confidence to charge what you're worth. Don't get me wrong. I've made mistakes pricing myself. I did for the first five years, I did a baby's first year package that I wasn't By the way, it should be baby's first year, not when the kid is three and a half for the fifth one. And I didn't charge a travel fee into New York City. And I had my daughter and I was like, whoa, something's off. So I redid my numbers and my clients that I then had to charge a travel fee to going to New York City because I was paying 50 bucks for parking. I was traveling three hours and the tolls and everything. And people would say, you didn't charge a travel fee two years ago. And I would write back and say, in a nice way, I had to review my numbers and these are my costs and this is what it costs me to go into the city versus you coming to my studio. And every one of them was like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll book. I think because sometimes as business owners, we're afraid to talk about the cost. We like to think, they should just value my art. Obviously, if they're asking questions about pricing, they're not necessarily getting the values. So they have to understand the costs. And I'm not afraid of talking about costs. Yes. And that's great. It's really good for business owners. Plus, the more you put out the offers at the higher price, the easier it becomes. And you put it into a relatable term for your clients where they think, oh, yeah, if I had to pay $50 for parking, and if I had to go through all of these things. Yeah. And I have to pay babysitting now. I would calculate it. And so I'm basically making $30 an hour to drive to your location. It wasn't a lot of money, but it was putting value on my time. And that's where you have to do is like really put value on your time. We tend to overlook even the little things. And I overlooked the time in the car. I overlooked the gas. I overlooked everything. And so if you can think, okay, if that person came to me for an appointment, it's a lot cheaper for me, my time. I'm not traveling. I'm not setting up. I think there's an app called Clockify. And so you can actually over a week, figure out exactly what you are doing in your business to see where you can basically raise your prices. I love that. I'm a fan of time blocking too. So anything that helps you understand the time you're spending. And I love how it relates to prices as well. You believe in marketing beyond social media. I do too. I believe it's a mixture of both. How do you suggest business owners market beyond their social media pages? I don't recommend you do not have a social media page, right? I think you should have an Instagram. I think you you don't have to have a TikTok if you're not really targeting that audience. And if it's really too much for you, the Facebook page, definitely. I would say the number one thing is to build an email list because you own that. And so you can start marketing to it. I basically use Facebook and Instagram for awareness. I've got repeat clients and mainly for my emails. I have a VIP email list that basically have booked me or like they're my favorites that I email. The first thing I would do is have your email list. And so 
anything that you can do to grab their emails. If you're starting out on Instagram and Facebook, if you generate a lead or ask for their email to get on your list for a newsletter, you can start it very basic. And then the second thing I would say is your website, but also Google business profile, which isn't social media, but it is digital media. Highly recommend getting our Google business profile, especially if you're a local business. Doesn't really matter if you're serving nationally, but like it really helps if you're a local business to get reviews, get your website found really higher. And the last one is networking, but I actually call it making business friends. And actually one of my favorite networking slash business friends is the founder of Twiniversity. She's actually in New York and she has this education platform for new moms of twins. And we had started conversation when I was early, I was reaching out. I think she was running the Manhattan Twins Club at the time. And I was like, I'm a twin. I love photographing twins. And it just started from there. And another one was a client on a shoot that I had no idea she would become one of my best referrals. You have to start by seeing what you can do for them first. Always ask what you can do for them. And then just start the conversation. I love business friends. And it's so fun that you like to take photos of twins because I've done it so many times. It is a challenging thing, at least for me to do. I remember when they were babies, one would be happy and the other one wouldn't be happy. And I think, oh, can you, I'm like, can you just be happy at the same time? the funniest set of pictures where my mom and I were trying to get them both to set up and we had them kind of sitting up in a chair and my daughter who was usually smiling all the time was crying and so my son is smiling which is such the opposite and then he looks over at her she is just crying and he looks at her like why are you crying what's wrong with you and just to see the progression of the pictures is it's so funny but it i remember that day being such a challenge i thought oh i just want a picture magic happens when we focus on the part of our business and ourself that brings us joy what is one way that you make sure to find and live your joy i'm one of four girls and my oldest sister was a photographer and my other my second oldest sister was a small business owner and i'm a twin and i was i'm determined to do something of my own. I'm not going to be a small business owner. I'm not going to go in finance. I'm not going to do this. And then I think I hit a stage of, I love photography and I've taken like my MBAs in small business and entrepreneurship and marketing. Like, why wouldn't I do that? So when you reach a point where you're like, I'm going to follow what I love. I love photography and I actually love marketing and I love kids. And so it was like, I was going to combine those and then one of the things that I started as my business and I was growing my mental coaching business was like, I got to figure out how to scale the pricing, helping photographers price themselves and run their business. And that was through Pixello for multitude of reasons. But what sparks me joy is a few different things. I have to remind myself when we get a little bit in the weeds or you get stressed as I have those messages from my photography clients that, oh my gosh, I love these. Then send me pictures of them all over their wall. Even their grandmothers are sending me emails and I'm like, okay, I've made a little bit of a difference in someone's world. They're going to treasure these forever. With Pixello, I see people sending me, wow, I can actually charge profitable rates. I can actually balance work and my life with my kids because I was working full time. Now I can actually, you've proven that I can do this. 
and pay my rent. And then you get like people being like, oh my gosh, I can pay my rent this month. For me, that's just, I love it. That okay. sparks my joy and that keeps me going. I don't know if that, and my kid, my kid keeps me going. That sparks joy in my life. I love keeps it. Keeps me sane. I love it. Thank you for joining us today and for sharing your business knowledge with us. You've given us so much to think about. And it's unique because you have the creative side and you have the business side. Yeah, I used to joke. I'm left-handed, so I think a lot of left-handed people are creative. I'm a bit ambidextrous, so maybe that's why I have both sides of the brain. One of my missions is to be like, there doesn't have to be a starving artist. Like, you can be a thriving artist. And coming out and help giving the tools to photographers or any creative person, that'll bring me joy if we can actually appreciate the actual art that people are putting out there in the world. So thanks for having me, though. Can you please share with us how and where we can find you and Pixello? So Pixello's website is pixello.com, P-I-C-S-E-L-L-O. And you can find us at Team Pixello on Instagram. And my Instagram is at jane.goodrich or my website is janegoodrich.com. Thank you for joining us today. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me at hello at shebuiltit.com on our She Built It website or at She Built It on social. Thank you to my editor, Rich Streffolino, who always makes us sound good. Until next time, let nothing stop you from experiencing the life and business that you crave.